Hello and welcome to Lit with Meredith. I am your host, Meredith, and today I am joined by sophomore Elliot, who is here to talk about the Jacqueline Winspear novel, Leaving Everything Most Loved. Welcome, Elliot. Thank you for having me. So, Elliot, um, what made you choose this book? Um, I chose this book because I went through all the books in my uh, room and I'd already already read all of them. So mm-hmm. my mom gave me this one and said that it was my grandmother's, one of her favorites. Okay. And that it uh, might be a good mystery for me to try. So I started reading it off her recommendation. Are you typically a fan of mystery novels? Yes, those are my favorite. This one was a little bit, um, not much as a page turner as some of the other ones I've read, but I still mm. enjoy it. Um, so what can you, give me a, like a very brief description without like too many spoilers. Uh, what is this book about? This book is about a um, female private detective that works alongside Scotland Yard in cases uh, in London right after World War II. So it's about 1950s, 1960s. And um, this one is about the uh, murder of a Indian woman that had been spending her time as a maids woman in London. And she was very, very powerful woman that was beautiful and very well respected and really looked up to as like a goddess. And she passed mm. or she was killed. And so this is about the mystery surrounding who killed her and why. Interesting. Um, is this kind of in the same vein of like Sherlock Holmes with like, there's a mystery and we have to solve it and we're working sort of with Scotland Yard, but not really. Yeah. Similar. There's, I would say there's more okay. Scotland Yard in the um, Sherlock Holmes. The only times that they really come in is during uh, if she needs a piece of information or she needs clearance to do something. Okay. Um, have you read the Sherlock Holmes stories? I have. I've read most of them and I've watched a ton of the movies too. Oh, of course. You seem like uh, well-versed in the, the mystery yes. genre. Yes. Um, is this a book you enjoyed? I would say so. I don't know if I would per se read it again unless I really needed to because it was mm-hmm. just, it's more of a, more of like, a, it's, my mom characterizes it as like a floral mystery. Like the writer is a lot with like plants and kind of the background and uh, article or agriculture. So mm. it was more on my mom's alley than per se mine, but I would say that I enjoyed gotcha. the plot and uh, the ending was, it warmed your soul. Okay. Um, we don't often, or I mean, I was thinking that I don't often see um, like special detectives um, that mm. are women. So it's interesting to, uh, to see this. And this is part of a series. Is that correct? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, probably similar to most mystery novels in that, you know, they can't just solve one mystery. They have to go solve mm-hmm. a bunch of mysteries. Um, what were some of the, the themes you noticed in the book? I'd say one of the themes is um, kind of being yourself and then also uh, treasuring what you have and kind mm-hmm. of exploring what you can be and kind of following your passion in life. Um, especially one of the main um, 
kind of characteristics of the main character is that she had a very, very like mentor and fatherly figure in her life pass away. A lot of it is about kind of her. She inherited a lot of his wealth because of their connection and some of his work, his life's work. So she chooses to kind of follow in his footsteps and carry on what he had started. So that was a lot of it of being like, kind of continuing the path of others, but still kind of wanting to do it for yourself too. Yeah. Um, Kind of maintaining a legacy, but doing it for the right reasons. Um, What did you think of the the structure and the style of the writing? I thought it was very, it was, it painted very, very vivid pictures. Like I could see every scene in my mind and visualize it because of how much descriptive detail there was, I would come across a a noun that would have like two or three adjectives surrounding it. And I could really like (laughs) see it in my mind. And I thought that was really cool. But however, there wasn't, it wasn't a page turner, as I said earlier, it was a lot of, there wasn't a lot of cliffhangers, like the end of a chapter would just end. It wouldn't be like, oh, I want to start the new one instead of going to bed kind of thing. That makes it really difficult to, like, keep reading a book. Yeah, consistently, too. Right. Um, Was there any surprises? I mean, mystery novels are kind of, if they don't have surprises, what's even the point of reading them? Mm -hmm. Um, Were there surprises in this book that you, like, you didn't see coming at all? Or what surprised you most while reading it? What surprised me most was the ending. I was not expecting it. There wasn't a lot of the clues were definitely not apparent during it. It was more of a, Ooh, this is what is, um, this is, these are the clues that she's collected. And it kind of was hard for you to form and kind of go ahead of her. Like usually in a mystery, you can be like, Oh, 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 this person killed it. And then you're waiting for the main character, the detective to catch up. But this one, you were kind of on the same page as her until it unraveled at the end. But that was pretty cool. Interesting. Um, so do you think like the ending makes the book worth a worthwhile read? I would say so. Yeah. There's a couple of times, there was a couple of parts that didn't really satisfy what I had hoped she would have chosen to do, but it was totally, I'm not her. And yeah. if I was in her situation and I had um, the feelings for, and the kind of enjoyment out of different things in life that I might've chosen those, but from what I was reading, mm-hmm. I would have done a couple of things differently, but it worked out well. So one of our questions is, uh, were there any moments you disagreed with the choices of the characters? What would you have done? Um, I'm not going to spoil it 100%, but in the end, she chooses to okay. continue the legacy of her one of her friends. And I would have mm-hmm. chosen and gone off with, or there she is a partner that is her roommate. They're extremely close friends. And he has openly said that he wants to marry her, but she's just waiting and waiting and waiting. And in the end, there's mm-hmm. kind of an epiphany where she's like, oh, I actually love this man. But she still chooses to go and continue the legacy of her mentor instead of marrying him and going with him. And I would have tried to find a middle mm-hmm. ground and marry him, but still continue the legacy. But it was just weird how she kind of kept putting it off. And then it ends. There's actually a cliffhanger at the end where she was given a time frame to tell him if she wanted to marry him or not. And the book ends before that ends. So it's kind of weird. It's like, 
March 31st. Oh. Just tell me. And I think it ends earlier in the month. So it's kind of cool. You're still on oh. the edge of your seat. It does set you up for a yes. sequel. Uh, I, I guess you'll have to read it to find out if yeah. you get married, right? It does make me think, um, did you, and I haven't prepped you for this question, so I apologize. Um, did you take this as somewhat like of a feminist novel where this young woman is kind of uh, debating whether or not she wants to get married or whether or not she wants to pursue this career? I don't know if I'd per se say it's a feminist model uh, book, but I would definitely say that a female reader might get a little bit more out of it and be able to um, not coexist with it, but understand it a little bit better than like a male teenage like me kind of reader. Do you often find it difficult to connect? And this is a question that I think um, is applicable to a lot of these books that um, uh, your classmates have been reading. Do you ever find it difficult to relate to a female protagonist? Yes, I would say sometimes there's an example of where um, it's just a general kind of age example, but sometimes definitely with mm -hmm. female uh, protagonists and then having to be like, in, put myself in their shoes. I can see their personality, mm -hmm. but not how they respond to things. Mm. I totally get that. Um, I, th I think there's so often more gender neutrality to male protagonists in their relatability. Um, they tend to deal with kind of just problems rather than like men's problems. Mm -hmm. um, and Occasionally, you have female protagonists who are only dealing with like what we might classify as lady problems. These are only problems that afflict the lady sort. Um, did any of the characters? Did you connect really well with any of the other characters besides? I think her, is her yes, name Maisie. Yes, Maisie Dawes. Um, yeah. I don't know if I connected with any characters in particular. There was. Um, mm -hmm. There was definitely, there was the role of a couple younger kids that were younger than me that I could definitely see why they made some choices in life and how they were kind of, I could walk in their shoes a little bit, but I don't know if I per se yeah. connected with them on like a different level. I think across the board, most of the answers I've received to that question is like, no, I, I didn't connect with any of the characters. And that's like, I think a pretty relatable mm -hmm. feeling like you connect with part of them or um, some elements of their personality, but very rarely do we see ourselves completely embodied in a fictional yeah. character. Um, were there any particular quotes that stood out to you in this book? Um, not in particular, but there was, um, okay. there was this one section about her following in her mentor's steps and how yeah. She kind of wanted to take his, so you learn, this is a bit of a spoiler. You learn that the, um, the, the, the murder, the deceased woman, the Indian woman, she had mm -hmm. had a lifelong goal of creating a school for girls because she was very well educated herself, which is seldom for okay. Indian women in London. So, yep. and then, 
to respond to that, Maisie ends up carrying on her mentor with the money set aside. She carries on both of their both of their lifelong pursuits, and she ends up at the end leaving to go make a school for women in India. So I thought that was really cool, and I thought that was powerful of how she connected both of them and decided to go yeah. and put down her detective and what she's built up as her reputation and set it aside for the meantime and go carry on another legacy and do it for other people. And I think this, I could be wrong. This book takes place in like the 1930s. This would have been, that would have been pretty unusual for a woman at that time to number one, to be a detective. um, But number two, to, you know, have these aspirations and then go act on Mm -hmm. them. Um, would you recommend this book to a friend? And if so, who would you recommend it to? Um, I would recommend it to my friend's mom and parents. I don't know if I would directly <laughs> recommend it to say my lacrosse teammates or someone else gotcha. my age, but I, it's a good, it's a well-written book. And I definitely enjoyed with all the details kind of following in the steps of Maisie, but because of not being able to really connect to a ton of the characters and not being a page turner. I don't know how much other people would per se enjoy it uh, similarly as to I. So yes, I would recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend it to my close friends. I totally get that. And not every book is for every person. I think it's important to understand that. If this is more of like a mom book, that's totally okay. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the lacrosse team is going to do a group reading yeah. of um, leaving everything most loved. Um, though I think that would be yes, comical. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite book of all No, but I was looking through my um, bookshelves in my room yesterday and I found, uh, you know, the Hardy Boys. I I think I counted, I have 15 of them and I think I got rid of a ton of them. So those, because of kind of being male detectives, my age, kind of the 16, Mm. 17 year old, I definitely was able to connect to those at a younger age and it was totally fun reading those. So those might be my favorite. And then also the Theodore Boone series by John Grisham. I really enjoyed those too because it was like a teenage detective and it kind of was like my two favorite things at the time. So both of those books I enjoyed. And then also I think it's the Bobsy twins, all those like young characters. Ah. It's funny. We had an episode. Um, one of the very first episodes of this show, uh, I was interviewing someone and uh, she's in her sixties and she's like, Oh, I loved the Bobsy twins and Nancy drew and the Hardy boys. And I remember during the interview, she's like, I I don't want to mention those because I don't think any of your viewers are going to know them. And I'm like, there's a possibility somebody has read them. So I'm glad to hear that they're still being read. We've only had one other mystery novel, though. And I think that was Alex with Murder on the Which is also a really good book, too. It is. Um, So I'm I'm glad to know that you've read that as well. So the mystery novels are really getting out there. Elliot, how would you describe your relationship with reading in three words? um, One word would be complicated, um, Mm -hmm. enthusiastic, and um, 
oh, what's the word? Um, picky. Picky. Okay. Uh, part of me thought you might say mysterious mm. uh, as one of your words, but um, <laughs> picky, enthusiastic, and uh, complicated uh, makes sense as well. Um, all right. Elliot, I think that is all the time I have for you. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank Tuesday. you for having me. See all you. right. We'll see you later.